Hey everyone, it's Jake, real quick here, just letting you know that the day this episode comes out, 1031 aka Halloween of 2022, me, Ivy, Jamie, Keely, Joe, are gonna be doing a Phasmophobia stream on Ivy's channel, Ivy on Fire, um, twitch.tv, Ivy on Fire, so please come join us, it's gonna be around 7pm EST, and it's gonna be a ton of fun, we're gonna be hunting some ghosts, I'm a little bitch, let me be clear, I am a little bitch when it comes to ghosts so i'm gonna be scared i'm gonna be screaming probably gonna be a little high as per usual so let's get to it enjoy the episode because i did not welcome to me and puke my name's jake <laughs> Uh, and with me today is Joe. Um, Hello. <laughs> Joe. We introduce ourselves, Joe. I, I'm, I thought uh, we were going to let Rabin go first. Why would we Hi, let... Hi, my name's Joe. Okay. Uh, you and... see, the typical podcast etiquette is that, that the, the guest waits for the hosts to kind of, you know, introduce themselves, do their spiel, you know, and, yeah. and then and then bring you in. This is a real podcaster right here. I was last when we were reviewing the music. <laughs> what music? We never reviewed any music. Nice to meet you, Rube. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to meet you as well. My name's Jake, in case you didn't know. Uh, Rube from Your Band is Garbage is here with us. Uh, another right. a fellow podcaster. You guys tend to do more interview type things as opposed to our review type things. But I wouldn't really call them interviews as much as um, like asking bands what their Taco Bell order is. That's what I like you know? to call an interview, my friend. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I am very much like I I can interview people and people seem to like it when I do, but I, I don't like to do it. But I do like your guys' show. So who's the third person in the show because it's you jacob and then this other guy that's kind of just like uh, yep, i don't know uh, our manager and producer keelan who's there to keep us in check make sure that the vibes are correct he just talks not... shit <laughs> it's just funny he's just like i hate chicago or something. He hates Chicago. <laughs> How do you hate Chicago? Would Chicago it's the do the greatest him? city in the world? I don't know about that. Uh, now I'm I'm examining my feelings on Chicago. <laughs> but yeah, your show's a riot. Have great guests on. You had Caleb from Hey I Love You and uh, out discussing the sun with uh, Nelson B and Mars. So many uh, many friends of the show. Yeah, there there's crossover between us for sure in terms of what we review and who you talk to. So yeah, we pair together well. I'd have to say uh, a match made in heaven or what? hell depending <laughs> later in the episode ivy will join us for music reviews in the far future from now from this very second i mean let's and get it in. totally has not happened already <laughs> that would... will be a fully separate part of the podcast that hasn't happened yet yeah i want everyone to know that i would never deceive you chronologically this episode by the way is sponsored by my girlfriend claudia because she joined the patreon for one dollar a month and that means you get an episode sponsored by you she was the last one to join so if you join you'll get the next episode not it'll remain vacant for the rest of time 
Yeah, I think if I had a Patreon for our podcast, yeah. my girlfriend definitely wouldn't subscribe. So <laughs> it took took her it took mine a while. <laughs> took a while to fork over that dollar. Just kidding. <laughs> it's her episode. We love her. Shout out to Claudia. She's right Shout next out. to me, glaring. <laughs> Let's talk about what we've been watching, reading, playing, all that good stuff. I re- so just today I watched a movie called Wendell and Wild on Netflix. It's a stop motion animation film by the director Henry. Henry Selleck, who directed uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and Coraline. He's a very prolific stop-motion director. And Wendell and Wild is... It's unique. It's backed by Monkey Paw Productions, which is Jordan Peele's production company. And Key and Peele play the titular characters, Wendell and Wild. They play those two characters who are like demons that the main character summons. It's wacky. It's goofy. It's kind of funny. The main character is like this really cool black punk girl something about stop motion animation is that a whole lot of white people corpse bride Coraline. you know not often do you see stop motion with people of color characters and this movie makes up for that i feel like uh, uh, tons of people of color i think there's only a couple white characters it was really refreshing to see and the animation is immaculate it's in, in terms of animation it's like a masterpiece probably the best stop motion animated thing ever created probably uh story Story-wise, it's a little bit of a mess, but you love it. You learn to forgive it. The animation's too good to not enjoy it, I feel like. Um, but yeah, that's Wendell and Wild on Netflix. I recently was told, I did not know that the newest season of My Hero Academia had begun. <laughs> um, so during the week, I watched the first three episodes of the new season. Um, it's really cool. Not like the previous season that started out with a filler episode. They got right into the action right away, <laughs> which I enjoyed. Very excited to see the rest of that season. Besides that, this week, my roommate bought a PS4. Sure. And along with that PS4, he got Bloodborne. Oh. And it just so happens that I've been dying to play Bloodborne, actually, ever since I became friends with Ivy. Because <laughs> Ivy used to stream Bloodborne, and she's a huge fan of it. So I've always wanted to play it, um, especially as someone who's um, coming from a Metroidvania background. I've been told that Bloodborne pulls some elements from Metroidvania while um, combining it with the classic Soulsborne genre. So I started playing Bloodborne this week. I spent the first like two hours dying, chain dying in the first area. So that was fun. But, you know, what do you expect from a Soulsborne game? Really excited to uh, play, keep playing that game. I am way too stupid for <laughs> Soulsborne games. Like... All I've really been playing is just a lot of Fortnite. Um, I got my girlfriend into Fortnite, so she's finally got a game that she can play with the homies. Like, she's up until, like, <laughs> 1 in the morning playing Fortnite Damn. with us. Like, it's awesome. This is, she. I mean, it. she's really pissed because she's tired all the time. But... <laughs> Uh, such yeah. as the life of a gamer. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> we also just started watch. We started rewatching Lost. Oh, night, I, which I, is, I was watching season one of that not too long ago. It's one of my all-time favorite shows. So I'm stoked to watch it for like a fifth time. I was enjoying it, but I was really feeling those older TV shows, like 20 episode season type um, mm -hmm. fatigue. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Like now shows are like algorithmically like addicting or whatever 
whatever. And Lost is very much not like that. It, it's taking its time, and uh, I just couldn't, you know, keep up with it. I got to the part where uh, the the guy who was in a wheelchair could walk or whatever. Like, you don't know he's in a wheelchair the whole time till the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, hey, that's pretty good. But, yeah, I couldn't do the 20-episode, seven-season, you know, type of shtick. Are you enjoying I mean, you've your you've basically rewatch? seen the whole show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah, we're, we're enjoying it. We just watched the pilot last night, ah, and yes. she's seen it before, too, and she was like, oh, my God, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> so <laughs> it's all going to be fresh, and I get to sit there and be giddy every time there's, like, an exciting moment yeah. or, like, a big plot twist. So <laughs> You're just watching the wheelchair episode, like... She doesn't even know. <laughs> um, <laughs> me and my girlfriend played Fortnite. I think we played like one of those early game bot matches. We won, and she was like, "This, this is boring. It's too easy. <laughs> it's too easy to win." Um, yeah, Fortnite is one of those games where I really enjoy it but I can never get myself to start playing it. I just have no drive for it, I guess. Everything's like season passes and all this type of stuff, and I don't know, it just feels like homework sometimes. Trying I to see the big shiny thing, <laughs> and I just want to spend money yeah. on it. So <laughs> a game like Fortnite, it's tapping into just my most primal state. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is now, like they want you to spend money, but also you have to spend 100 hours playing the game to you know get the thing you want in the first place which is like what a darth vader skin or some shit at the bottom yeah. of the season pass yeah i mean get good and all that type of shit but it does feel a little bit like a checklist to me sometimes same thing with fall guys a beloved game to me i fucking love fall guys and the season pass stuff does kind of get grading after a while it is annoying that everything is season pass yeah. now overwatch is season pass now yeah fuck that i'm not going back i refuse i like the first overwatch i will not be partaking in the new one every tuesday is chainsaw man tuesday so i've been keeping ah, yes. those episodes me as well I, i've been watching chainsaw man i'm up to date it's really good it's gotten to the part so i only read the first book of the manga and that kind of ends with him like on the bat devil's leg or whatever turning into chainsaw man so the whole fight afterwards like i've never seen that part of the story and it was really cool i really liked the part where a man had a chainsaw yes that multiple cool. i'd have to say he becomes the chainsaw in fact oh. <laughs> but yeah his whole motivation being wanting to touch boobs is a little i, I don't know anime -y. i don't know how to say it like just that's very shonen yeah yeah that that's a good word for it, it it's almost like ridiculous to the point where it's funny which i'm sure it's going for but yeah I could definitely picture sh showing someone the show, them enjoying it, and then getting to a part like that and being like, what am I watching? Why is he so horny? That's the worst is when it baits you. It yeah. baits you by not being a horny show, and then all of a sudden it's horny. I feel like <laughs> anytime my girlfriend walks in when I'm watching anime, it's always a <laughs> horny part. And I'm like, I swear I didn't know it was going to be like this. Yeah. The it's fucking wars. <laughs> the fucking intro of the show like zooms in on powers boobs in the middle of it and then like the main character's like on a leash and collar and <laughs> my claudia just looks at me and i'm like i don't know <laughs> i can't explain it i can't explain this culture also my mom got me a uh, space heater cool i didn't need one i didn't ask for one <laughs> she was just like i don't want you to be cold and now i have a space heater Leave that's it to the mom, mom shit huh <laughs> right i can put the f the heat on i almost said a really big f word but yeah <laughs> what big f word <laughs> 
I don't know why I, I went to just like fucking heater, but um, oh, <laughs> you know. okay, I see what you're saying. You're not afraid of the cursing; you're afraid of the tone of the curse. Yeah, I see. <laughs> so yeah, keep warm this winter, folks. It's gonna get cold soon. Last thing I want to talk about for this section, I watched Halloween Ends this week. Um, I'm a big fan of slasher films. It's Halloween, the day this comes out, so makes sense to talk about it, probably. Ooh, happy Halloween! Yes, Halloween. Well, on a Monday, the best day for Halloween for sure. The new Halloween is okay. <laughs> like, I like it maybe more than most people, it seems like. Halloween Kills is one of the most dog shit movies I'd have, I've had the displeasure of watching. Um, it looked like a I don't know, like a commercial. <laughs> like it had the lighting of a commercial for some reason. Um, Judy Greer, absolutely awful in both the first one and this in Kills. She was killed off. That's the only thing I'm grateful for um, in terms of that movie. But ends kind of resets it a little bit, recenters it for the final part of the trilogy. And uh, they do some interesting things. It definitely appealed to me as like a uh, an early slasher film. It's interesting, at least. The story at least intrigued me to a point. And that's more than I can say for the last one. Kind of a bad trilogy. <laughs> as, as for the course for Halloween films. Um, but that's okay. It's what's natural. It's what's right. <laughs> yes. Uh, on the Halloween page. <laughs> Rube has a soundboard, which we've not talked about or established before. That's right. Um, so you might hear something like this. <laughs> and sometimes you might hear something like this. Who knows? It's a crapshoot. Maybe sometime soon. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with the news. Yo, it's Destin from Hitbox. You're listening to Mutant Puke. All right, Mutant News, the nastiest music news this side of the internet. Corn's Jonathan Davis launches Freak on the Leash premium pet products. It's too good. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> That's what I told you. That's what I was saying you should use that sound clip for, was that, that headline. <laughs> well... <laughs> It, it's legitimately, I think it's that on like a 10 minute loop. It took forever to add as a button. So I didn't cut it at all. <laughs> Just do like one second. Boom. Boom. <laughs> okay. uh, it's too good to be true. And yet there it is. Jonathan Davis has launched a new line of premium pet products under the brand name Freak on a Leash. Named for the hit off Korn's 1998 MTV and Radio Smash Follow the Leader. The company sells horror and rock-themed pet products. Freak on a Leash's inventory ranges from collars and leashes bearing the company's logo to more outlandish items such as a severed hand or eyeball plushie. Uh, a portion of the proceeds go to the animal rescue nonprofit Take Me Home. I didn't put the rest of the article in here for some reason, but also it says like his girlfriend came up with the name for the product line. In an interview with Variety, Davis says he's deathly allergic <laughs> to dogs but loves yes. them so much that he usually keeps them as pets. Unfortunately, both of his dogs recently died. He and his girlfriend, Rip. B, who came up with the idea to call the company Freak on a Leash, uh -huh. just adopted a bantam poodle named Dante. He says he's also owned birds, fish, a bearded dragon, and, <laughs> unsurprisingly, tarantulas. Yeah, you're reading exactly the article I copied that from. Yeah, 
Oh, let me just say, he's deathly allergic to dogs and yet he has them? How's that deathly allergic then? How are you deathly allergic to something and then have it in your home? It sounds to me like you're not deathly allergic to, to your dogs, yeah, there's, actually. There's literally a picture of him holding a dog <laughs> on the website. First product. He does look like he's in pain, though, so I don't know. <laughs> and I want to say, his girlfriend coming up with the name? Is that really such an innovation? <laughs> <laughs> to call your pet product line Freak on a Leash? Of course you're gonna name it that. What else would you name it? Like, there was no other option. Let's be real here. And They're to... sitting around <laughs> brainstorming yeah. just like just like what they can make with like a business with any of their song names. Just like throwing them out. What if we made a pet clothing line and called it Freak on a Leash? I guarantee you that's how it started. <laughs> Whatever. I will not be purchasing this probably overpriced garbage. Um, but good for them. Good for them. Um, any thoughts on this, Joe? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Enough. I yeah, just let it keep thoughts. going. <laughs> okay. Taylor Swift removes scale reading fat from anti-hero video after criticism. Taylor Swift has removed a few frames from the music video for Midnight's lead single, Anti-Hero, that showed her stepping on a bathroom scale and then read fat. After facing criticism online that accused her of being fatphobic for portraying being fat as a bad thing, the singer promoted the anti-hero music video, which she directed herself by saying, Watch my nightmare scenarios and intrusive thoughts play out in real time. The controversy made it all the way to the talk show The View, where the hosts ended up uh, defending Swift and pointed out that Swift has talked about struggling with an eating disorder in her Netflix documentary Miss Americana. Yeah, I <laughs> I just thought it was weird they would cut that out. I, I get it. I get the fat phobic thing. That is a, a legitimate problem. I'm not trying to downplay it, but there really is no point in context anymore, is there? Like, clearly in the video, she's not being fat phobic. She's talking about her own insecurities, and quite honestly, insecurities that, like, weekly magazines prey on, like, calling her fat just on their headlines. I've seen scans of that before. Like, going from rail thin to just a norm normal body weight is somehow fat to them. And I, I get it. I get being scared of being fat. I am fat. I, <laughs> I am totally with it. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels like you can't... I don't know. I don't want to sound like a right-wing moron. Any thoughts here? <laughs> <laughs> Should I cut this part out? I mean, <laughs> I get, I get the outrage, but yeah, just like fat shaming is canceled. Like you know, thick is beautiful, skinny is beautiful. Like just, it doesn't matter. Yeah, sure. I'm legally not allowed to talk about Taylor Swift because I have not listened to the new album. So oh, this is not about her music. <laughs> I, I've not <laughs> listened to this song, and I never will. I, I just yeah. I I'm more I got a lot of Swifties in my life. I can't speak <laughs> on it. All right, I'm pleading the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just more interested in in the idea of like there is context to the scene of it saying fat, but it just feels like it's taken out of context and then they just get rid of it because of negative controversy. I don't know. It's like I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like, is this the death of art? I don't know. Probably not, but it kind of feels like it sometimes. But it's not that big of a deal. The scale doesn't say fat anymore, boohoo. Uh, yeah, I'm going to cut that out. Yeah, let's move to the next section reviews. Uh, we'll be right back after a break.
All right. Ha ha ha. That's so funny of you, Jake. I can't believe you did that. Wow. <laughs> All I said was I, I'm going to kill myself, Joe. That's really weird for you to think is really funny. Ha ha ha. Classic comedy. Puke reviews, where we vomit out our opinions on new music. And boy, do I have a lot of them. Don't I know it, Rube. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the plot in you divide. They have a plot, and it's in you. Metalcore is music, and I've listened to this song, and it's I. I'm going to give it a big I thumbs up. I like, what's that? Uh, uh, feel Nothing. I like that song from Plot in You, and I've never heard a single other song. But I did enjoy this track for what it is. It does feel a little, I don't know. I keep saying things sound like Bring Me the Horizon. Am I right? Or does Bring Me the Horizon sound like other people? I just think it all sounds the same. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got some shit to say, Jake. I got okay. some shit to say. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. It's a, it's a metalcore song. I, like, there isn't much to say. I do this every week when we go over metalcore. It's fucking metalcore. It sounds like every other fucking metalcore song. I just want something new. I just want something that doesn't sound like every other metalcore song. That doesn't just sound like the Architects album that we went over last week. <laughs> just fucking something different. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> song, it was, it's not horrible. It's just the same. I just want something new. I think if we want new sounding metalcore, we have to wait a couple of years. Because you're right that like everything turns into Bring Me the Horizon within a couple of years. Like whatever they do, that's what music's gonna sound like in three years. So what was it? That one the Post album that was survival. like Yeah, it was a little Lincoln Parky, which like yeah. might be your vibe, but I grew up on that. Yeah. Uh but it's also got some heavy moments on it. So that came out what, last year, two years ago? Twenty we got another 20, year. <laughs> whatever it was. But yeah. I personally I used to be a big fan of the plot in you i really like the happiness and self-destruction album and i i liked the singles off the next one but i fucking hated the shift in sound you know unfortunately it's metalcore that sounds like the rest of metalcore but like <laughs> at least they're back over that line a little bit in my opinion is this an unfair rap for metalcore though is every genre like that way like is all post-hardcore sound the same is that is that a thing yeah it all sounds like dgd <laughs> I mean, that's kind of where I was heading. Like, when everything is progressive post-hardcore, <laughs> genre mates, are they bound to sound the same? Is my question, I guess. Probably I not. I par for the course yeah. when it's a super generic genre like metalcore. I just don't think, since, like, a specific sound has been popularized, that people really want to branch out of that on big releases like this because they're less likely to have people return if it doesn't sound like what people now associate as metalcore. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the song joe it was good all right 
average the plot in you enjoyer as in the chat. <laughs> um, I really liked the production. Um, it was super heavy and technical. I just wish that bands would drop the whole scream on the verses, sing on the choruses type deal. <laughs> Maybe is that like a metalcore thing? <laughs> yeah, everything I don't like about music is actually a metalcore thing. Now that I think about it, uh, I don't know. Probably not. I liked it. I like the random like floor tom hits in the silences. I don't know if you guys caught that during like the later half of the song. Yeah, the floor tom hits. That was cool. Loved them. I'm sorry, Joe. <laughs> the joke is I what? don't know what that is. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, I thought you were. I thought you were totally on board. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, Could have fooled me. I, to me, Floor Tom is a guy named Tom on the floor. Link one eighty two. We all know a Floor Tom. Is that that band Matt Skiba is in? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, Rollback. Let's talk about whole. Is it Hodera or Holdera? I wrote Holdera, but now I'm second. It's guess. definitely Hodera. 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 Okay. Let's talk about. I've got Ho the Spotify up. <laughs> I'm listening to the playlist right now to catch up. I imagine most people I, do. I listen to it during work. But. <laughs> Hodera waiting. Play the clip. Okay, this is a new Lonely Ghost record band. I've never listened to them before, but I enjoyed this. We've, we're listening to a lot of heavy music this week, and this is a refreshing break from that. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it for what it is, and I'll definitely be checking out the full LP if we don't on the show. I actually really, really like this track. I don't have like a lot to say other than this is just a genre that I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Uh, I like kind of this like... I don't even know how you explain it. What do, what do they consider themselves? Alternative, almost kind of like Midwest emo? Yeah, like, yeah, like kind of riding the line a little bit. Uh, a lot of the albums that I really liked this year came from kind of this feel of genre, like this, uh, this feel of music. So when I heard this, I was like, okay, this is like uh, definitely a nice change up to a lot of the stuff that we review on here, especially when it came right after listening to that shit ass The Plot and You song. So I was like, this is really, really good. <laughs> I had no idea that this was a Lonely Ghost band. I fucking love, I yeah. love Lonely Ghost records. We're big um, Lonely Ghost supporters here. Cheem all the way to the top, baby. I don't know. I, I really liked the production on it. I am really into this kind of like, whatever you want to call it, Midwest emo or or whatever it is. It seems to be all that I listen to anymore, but I uh, really enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I should have known you're a Lonely Ghost fan. The two uh, episodes of Your Band is Garbage I listened to were Caleb from Hey, I Love You and Discussing mm -hmm. the Sun Season 3. Season 3 premiere. <laughs> hey, so I remember Hodara from somewhere. I can't remember where, but they're from New Jersey. Um, oh. It looks like a, um, I had to look this up real quick. Paul Singh played guitar on this and he is in a band called paul is in a band named a boy named john and a boy named john absolutely fucks oh. so it's very cool that uh he's doing this kind of genre very good song i agree with ivy i hate metalcore i like this more um more like full sounding kind of record and not so like choppy and technical more like uh relaxed and enjoyable <laughs> Yeah. Ten, 10 out of 10. Good single. <laughs> Joe with the deep lore. So a boy named John. 
What? Did you not hear me? Is my mic cutting out? Huh? <laughs> what, no? did, what did I say? <laughs> what, what do you mean? <laughs> We're talking about Hodera, not a boy named John. Yeah. Fucking but you should listen to a boy named John. Is this a bit? What is happening? I'm not even high this episode. I'm just stupid. Uh, Wait, I thought you took mushrooms. Uh, Are we doing the podcast right now? They're... <laughs> Are we doing the podcast? I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I... How did those mushrooms feel? They didn't work all too well, unfortunately. Maybe right. need a higher dose or something. I don't know. You should take that up with the manufacturer. <laughs> <laughs> already have uh <laughs> we should talk about something you're familiar with ivy new witch's tongue ghost girl Oh, by the I way, Jake, what? I'm in New Witch's Tongue. Oh my fucking god, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Just so stupid. No, I, it's because I, I, I didn't even I play. I knew that at some point. Oh, alright. I didn't even play on this song, which is why I'm like weird about like how how I'm trying to promote it. Oh, yeah. Casey situation with the last Poltergeist EP. Yeah, I get, I get that. Who played guitar then on it? Just Keely? Keely kind of like rushed it out a little bit. So the, the idea was that I wanted it to be basically to come out while Keely was on tour with Yeti. Yeah. So back in September, we like kind of finished up the instrumental. Uh, I flew out to North Carolina and over the course of like five days, I think it was like two and a half sessions over five days, um, we ended up doing all of the vocals we did like all the uh i did like all the cleans like one day and then like we did like all the overheads and then the last day on that half session we finished up the overheads and then i did the uh the screams so we, we just kind of wanted it out you know we wanted something out i was like all right i'm gonna commission this art actually from my partner poppy they, mm. they're the one who drew the art for it ah, and, and then yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna commission them and then we're gonna fly you know out and and get this this all recorded and then keely was like yeah i'll have it done and like we can we can release it while i'm on tour so every night that they've been playing like daisy's like shouted out like uh keely and like new witch's tongue wow. <laughs> it's really cool another fun little bit of lore too is that um I don't know if anybody will be able to hear it. I, it's probably too quiet. But I, uh, Keely and I kind of did the overheads together. So like all of the um, like the harmonies and stuff like that, we kind of like switched off because I was just like super tired and Keely had a vision and I was like, okay, that's sick. Like, let's do it. And so she kind of took over like some of those. It was like that big like 10 harmony fucking uh choir shit in the chorus was all keely um the verses the harmonies in the verses were all keely uh and then there's like a fun bit where she was recording uh and she like fucked up <laughs> it's like ah fuck and then uh she just made it like really quiet and like slipped it in somewhere and i think like the tempo change section like that weird was bridge it not part in the middle of the song yeah <laughs> it's that just sound like... clip yeah 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 so like Unless you're really, really listening for it, you can't hear it. And honestly, 
honestly, I think even if you are listening for uh, it, you can't really hear it. Okay, um, maybe it's something different because I hear a sound clip every time I listen to it. Yeah. Oh, are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What that's from that? that video. That's from that video where it's like you can go to five or more stores or just one and it's like all those audition tapes of people oh. we cut it from that uh just like one of the guys was just like saying that shit like <laughs> you tap that ass <laughs> yeah so that's from that uh i think the most well-known clip is like honey you got a nut uh, like a, a storm is coming or something oh, like that yes i do know that one honey yeah you got so a big it's like storm coming yeah, yeah so it's from that we were just like fucking around uh, and she took a clip from it, and I was like, she was like, can we leave it? I was like, yeah, yeah, we can leave it. We can fucking leave it in there. So it's like, they just put, like, a bunch of effects on it and then snuck it in there, and it's got that bam part that's uh, that's got, like, a shit ton of reverb on it. It's just really funny. So uh, super fun working on the song. We got some other stuff kind of coming down the pipeline with that too with the song not gonna not gonna spill any beans yet but we got some stuff and then we'll probably have it uh remastered for the lp when that comes around uh, and i'm supplying guitar on the rest of it so yeah new witch's tongue <laughs> ivy and joe are in the band obviously i really enjoyed the track it gives like really old post hardcore vibes like claudia clocked it immediately it does sound a little circus survivey to me and i i really enjoy it uh, truly. I will... My only thing is that clip in the middle of the song does kind of throw the tone for me. I'm being fun police right here. I understand that. But the song seems very serious. And then a funny clip plays. And I just didn't get that energy from the actual song itself. Not that it's a big, you know, major loss. But that's just my one thing I had about the song. Everything else, love it. It's in my lights. I do have bias. It's okay. That was a that was a, a Keeley decision that I let slide. So uh, when Keeley listens to this, you can, <laughs> fuck. you can say fuck you, Keeley. Nope. Uh, your idea was dumb and it sucks. Yeah, I I actually said that all word for word. Yeah, you can rewind and hear every bit of it. Uh, I'm assuming you don't you you two don't want to review your own song, right? Am I incorrect in making that assumption? Uh, if I did, I'd, I'd probably shit on it because there's a bunch of stuff I want to change okay. <laughs> when we redo it for the album. So exactly how you feel. <laughs> I will just say that, um, like I said, I didn't play on the song. I didn't really have any say in it. I do support it. I love it. Personally, I feel the vocals sound a bit thin. The vocals are lacking a lot of bottom end and... That's just a uh, another thing for Keely. I love Keely to death. She's a sweetheart, but I would have I would have added a bit more low end to the vocals. That's all. Yeah, I actually said something similar weird when I was like, yeah, there's just like like it sounds good, right? It definitely does give that like older post hardcore vibe. Yeah. But it's like Keely is a great producer, has a great ear, especially for like live sound. I think the one thing that we're kind of like feeling out is this is one of the like first tracks, one of the few tracks she's done like vocal, like full vocal engineering and production for. So she's mm. like still kind of learning some tips and tricks and shit. And so like she's done another mix since this one. Oh. <laughs> so there's like she's done even more to the song. I, I kind of agree. I just wish there was a little bit more fullness on the vocals. And that's something that we can we can workshop when we go back to do it again for the album yeah the screams are a little low like back in the mix um, yeah what about you rube what do you think i mean my only note was that i thought the vocals were incredible so i either have a <laughs> terrible ear 
or well, I, I don't think we said they're bad. I think the production is what we're talking about. No, yeah. no, I, I understand that. I just I I really enjoyed the track. I thought it had a lot of sort of dynamic elements. I felt like the motion of it, you know, between between the two headphones kind of deal. Like I I really really enjoyed it. Oh, is it is it a very stereo? I listened to everything on mono because I listened to everything through one headphone, so I I couldn't tell. It is very stereo centric. There song. were a couple points that I felt like were very stereo. Yeah, I miss out on that a lot. <laughs> um, if I may stroke my ego a little bit because of the compliment on the vocals. Yeah. We did not melodyne this track at all. We didn't use any melodyne. Really? Uh, we used, yeah, we used very, very little auto tune at all. Just like basically like smooth over some of the some bits and like some of the longer, like higher notes just to kind of like right. smooth it out. But yeah, Keely basically just made me fucking do it until I did it right. Um, <laughs> so, like, uh, we took a little bit more time instead of like kind of hamming it up in like production sense and uh she made me get it right and i think it it translated over super well and like it's a little bit of a slap my fat cock on the table moment when i could be like yeah you know like uh, i didn't really use melodyne i'm kind of just that good like yeah yeah i appreciate that's like a really sick compliment i'm glad that you noticed that all right we can stop talking about my <laughs> band now <laughs> Let's talk about a different shitty band. Let's talk about Poltergeist Datura. <laughs> Play the clip. All right, so I'm not sure who knows. I don't think a Poltergeist song has really come out since the podcast has been out, but uh, one of our original hosts, Casey, is in the band. He's the guitarist. Uh, he stepped away from the podcast. That's okay if he ever wants to come back. He's more than welcome. But, uh, yeah, new Poltergeist. It's They apparently were not expecting it to come out this week, so there was no lead-up to it or anything. Just kind of like... Surprise drop. A uh, surprise to everyone, it seems, <laughs> um, due to some label shenanigans, but that's not my business. <laughs> um, it's featuring Josh from Properties of Nature. They did the thing where uh, it just says featuring Properties of Nature, and you're like, what does that mean? Who's on the song? It's Josh. Um, same, same thing happened with I Met a Yeti and Pul- featuring Pulses. What do you mean? <laughs> All of them? <laughs> to be fair, it was three out of the four. I think Yeah. I think Evan helped write it and then uh Matt and Caleb were both vocalists, so yeah. it was almost all the pulses. <laughs> yeah. But new poltergeist, I've actually listened to the song a lot. Yeah, I got kind of that inside scoop. So uh I've heard it a lot without Josh's bridge, and I gotta say it's a hundred percent better with it. It sounds incredible. Um, I love this song. I love this band. I'm incredibly biased, so it's not really a fair review. Ivy, what did you think? I am also incredibly biased. <laughs> since Casey, since Casey used to be a part of New Witch's Tongue, obviously I like Casey. I think Casey's fucking sick. I'm really, really happy that we're getting some tracks out that have like his guitar playing on it. I think like there are a couple parts, like some little weedly wees here and there, that I'm like, yeah, that's that Casey sauce I was missing. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you get. You get that kind of that uh a little bit of that spunk, if you will, from Casey with the, no. with the wheelie wheeze. Oh yeah, a little bit of Casey spunk all over Please. that track. 
And then and then David sounds fucking phenomenal as always. Really, really good shit from him. Same with Cam. Like he's fucking... he's improved a ton as a vocalist from Vant Black, their last EP, to this EP. He sounds oh, yeah. like almost a different person, really. Yeah, he 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 fucking kills it on this track. And then having Josh hop on in that section is like really fucking cool. I when because I heard I heard the demos. I guess right after they got him back from when they went in the studio. Yeah. So I heard it without feature. So I was like, okay, this song is fucking sick. And then hearing it today with the feature, the feature started. I was like, oh, let's fucking go. Like it's it's Josh. Let's fucking go. And then the back half of his, I was like, yo, he fucking is killing it right now. <laughs> so I really really liked this track. I'm really really happy to see Poltergeist is releasing some new music um, with their newest and greatest lineup and getting some cool ass features go with that. Super fucking sick uh i was just kind of blown away by some of the riffs on here so if you are like personal friends yeah. with the people <laughs> that did that shit please tell them that they are very talented david himself has also learned guitar from casey you know since casey's joined the band so you can definitely attribute some of the riffage to david as well but yeah the big ones i'm assuming are probably casey yeah like you said like those like meatly me's like <laughs> mm, chef's kiss i too am biased because I love Casey. Casey shreds. Casey is an awesome guitarist and a good friend. I feel like it would be it would be unfair if I didn't give criticism where I felt it was needed. Sure. So, you know, of course, I I love I love the song. The riffs are awesome. Everything about it's great. <laughs> I'm taking myself into a hole. <laughs> the vocals are a bit nasally um, for my taste. He, he's been now, getting that the entire time he, he does it. He knows, uh, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. And like, you can, I mean, listen to the sound of my voice. I sound nasally as fuck. Like, I'm not one to talk. But, you know, I, I can't, I can't, I have to treat it like any other release, even though Casey's a friend. The vocals do take away from it a little bit for me. Of course, like, David screams. That is, can anyone confirm? No. Is that David screaming? Um, yeah, there's a scream. Screamer and a clean vocalist. Uh, I see. Okay. Yeah, I did really like the screams. You know, no diss to David. I am still going to listen to it, and I still do enjoy listening to Poltergeist, um, but the vocals are a little bit nasally for me. Like, good riffs, good production. Um, I tweeted the other day complaining about how I haven't enjoyed a post-hardcore <laughs> release in a very long time, and this song changed that for me, and I'm really looking forward to the rest of their album. Well, it's most likely because Casey's biggest goal in the band is to make it not sound like post-hardcore so <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, that's generally his goal in life it seems like but <laughs> yeah the uh, nasally vocals thing uh, david's heard it before i like his vocals plenty of people do i don't i don't know yeah i feel like i'm digging a hole too one time someone on facebook called him jackie craig <laughs> i get the craig i don't get the jackie he he looks he kind of has like a johnny Craig-ish look, like vague, vaguely. I think maybe that's why they called him that. But you get the Craig, but you don't get the Jackie. Is that what you just said? Yeah. All right. Let's talk about thought crime, digital drift, and I'm gonna play the song "Rejection Sensitivity Dysphoria."
All right, Thought Crime. We reviewed their song Critical Codependence earlier this year, and now their full length is out. It is not exactly what I thought it would be. It's very punk. Far more punk than I was expecting. Um, oh my god. There's just blood running down my leg. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's far more punk than I was expecting, which took some getting used to, but it, I mean, I think the record's better for it. It's more interesting and unique with that kind of energy behind it. I enjoy it more in the second half. I'll say that the first half for me is a little shaky, but the second half, I really enjoy the album. Um, yeah, I would say, like, this is my first time listening to Thought Crime. The first two songs, I was like, okay, like, what the fuck is this? Uh, and then I listened to Rejection, Sensitivity, Dysphoria, and I was like, this is fucking sick. Like, they have such a really cool way of doing their vocals. So this sounds like an insult, uh, but it's totally not. This is absolutely a compliment. I love the way that they do, like, almost, like, the stylized, like, they're so chaotic that it's almost like they're supposed to sound, like, shitty in a way. Like, just, like, <laughs> someone fucking ramble yelling. Yeah. But I think it works super well for their genre, and it sounds really good. Um, And then, like, some of the way, like, the singing is almost, like, speaking through, through like, verses is really cool. I thought, you know, like, Rejection, Sensitivity, Dysphoria, Into Trustfall was really cool, and then, like, I, I wasn't here to review Critical Codependence, but I thought that was super sick. Motherfucker Unlimited was dope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was genuinely, like, super surprised that this is something that I really liked. But, yeah, I was like, damn, okay, like, uh, you know, I've heard, like, some good things. This was a really fucking fun record. There was, like, some parts, too, that it went from almost, like, that old-school style of, like, post-hardcore, like, senses fail bullshit, like, old senses fail, <laughs> yeah. into, like, the sceny weenie bullshit of, like, 2008, and it just worked. Like, <laughs> it had some really cool, like, auto-tune and, like, weird screams and, like, like you said, like, punk sections that just blended together seamlessly. It was really, really cool. And it's the first time I've listened to them, and I genuinely loved that, like, mix, that creative mix of all kinds of stuff that they had going on from, like I said, the, like, older kind of, like, post-hardcore style shit to the, like, punky to, like, fucking sceny weenie shit with the auto-tune and the, like, cool, uh, like, electronic stuff. So, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this. I thought there was a lot of good features and a lot of good stuff, and I think I will be returning to this. I think <laughs> I will listen to this again. I thought it was awesome. I'm, I'm an avid, like chiptune type enjoyer there were a lot of chippy moments across the record it's also extremely heavy which i've never heard that combined with those like chippy elements before so i loved that and just the the, the chaos throughout i think i listened to that the album like three times while <laughs> i was at work today it's and very I, short. I mean don't get me wrong i listened to the the plot and you song probably <laughs> for twice as long as i listened to those albums but no it, it was awesome i'm i agree i'm definitely gonna come back to it joe it was really good so with sales ahead has gigged with thought crime before oh. um their vocalist i forget her name um performing with uh backing tracks she puts on an excellent performance and the vocals are just as good live as they are on the recording i don't think it's all one person i think she was just performing by herself because uh. the rest of the band is like the the band is all spread out across the country I yeah think. So I really liked the album, uh, you know, Cybergrind goes hard as fuck. So good. It's heavy, got like those chip tuning type things. I almost get, I don't know, maybe I'm making this 
up, like some like I set my friends on fire type of influence. <laughs> now, my only criticism is the drums. And maybe this is intentional. Um, it sounds it almost sounds like it's intentional, but using max velocity on every single snare hit when you're programming drums sounds so ridiculous. And there are moments at which there's like 30 second notes snare snare rolls for like like a whole section and like 30 second note kick kick like double bass for like a whole segment and it sounds ridiculous so that makes me think that it was intentional but when for me when i'm when i'm programming drums i really take the time to mess with the velocity of every hit to make it sound as realistic as possible so at times if like i can't tell if it was intentional or if they really just like didn't even bother to try Try and make them sound realistic. So I, feel I don't like, like the it's drums. Right, right. Like it has to be. Uh, besides that, I I love it. Um, I love the panic chords. I love the aggression. Cybergrind fucks. Good album. Cybergrind. Speaking of, is some... that the name of that like genre? <laughs> I don't. Cybergrind. I, I guess they get. Yeah, I mean, up if it is, I have some research to do. Uh, yeah, dude, listen I mean, to some Cybergrind. It's good. Zombie Shark is a good Cybergrind band as well. Let's move on to our last album of the evening. Dr. Acula by Dr. Acula. And I'm going to play the song Egg Monsters from Mars. Dr. Acula, this is their first album in 10 years. Their last record came out in 2012. Uh, I don't know what happened. I didn't bother to look into it. I kind of like the mystery. So this record, I was kind of anticipating it. I've been hearing a lot. Like Dr. Acula seems to be kind of like legends in their genre, which I believe is also Cybergrind. And this album, look, I enjoy it. I definitely appreciate the musicianship of everything, but for me, I don't, I just feel like maybe this record in particular is not for me. I could take a couple songs off this album and say, yes, I love these. I'm adding these to my personal collection of songs for the rest of the time. But the album as a whole, it, it did feel a little samey to me. I get the feeling, though, that in the genre of Cybergrind, this is kind of panning out to be like a masterpiece or something. So I'm. it could just be totally me unfamiliar with Cybergrind as a genre. But the way I see people talk about it, it really seems like the community loves it. So I'm happy about that for them. Uh, I was wishing I liked it a little bit more. Um, Wait, I'm sorry, Jake. Wait, yeah. it's not Cybergrind. It's not Cybergrind? What? No, no. So Cybergrind is what Thought Crime was. This is Deathcore. Yeah. It didn't sound like Thought Crime, so that's why I was confused. It's associated <laughs> with Cybergrind. Well, uh, it turns out I'm not a fan of Deathcore. <laughs> I never listened to a record of Deathcore. Sorry for interrupting. but No, to it's totally out. fine. Thank you for correcting me. I've, I am a fool as per usual. Please, I Ivy. I was just going along with it. I was just along <laughs> for the ride. I was like, oh, okay, it's Cybergrind, sure. This man's I, I didn't hear any of it. Foolish. <laughs> what? I was just going to let you look foolish. Uh, as you should. Joe, you're the fool here. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Ivy. Uh, talk your shit. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably keep this one pretty short, but uh, it wasn't for me. Not a big fan of Deathcore. It's like, 
when I looked, it, it could both be considered like having metalcore elements and deathcore. It, again, it's the same shit that I feel with all the metalcore and deathcore stuff. Just kind of sounds like all the other metalcore, all the other deathcore. <laughs> it's it's fine as like again, it's very inoffensive. It's it's there are some cool moments. I can't remember which song. Uh, I think it was. <laughs> They're all named after Goosebump books. I had a yeah. lot of these books as a kid. Maybe it was that the final track, The Barking Ghost. Uh, I think there was some cool moments on that because it was like a big finisher. Yeah. But otherwise, like, the album's cool. It's fine. It's inoffensive. I don't think it's bad, but it's not something I'll continue to listen to. Um, I am glad that I listened to it. There is... I don't know. I feel like they did more than fucking whatever the the plot in Bring Me the Horizon, <laughs> whatever. Um, the plot in the horizon. <laughs> yeah, the plot in the horizon. But yeah. So in my humble opinion, there are two types of this kind of music. All right. There's the kind that makes you do like the stank face, like the ooh, <laughs> and you just kind of like move your head forwards and backwards, almost yeah. like you're thrusting your chin that and then there's the kind that makes you do like the full body headbang and i was sitting there doing my like work trainings just full body headbanging to this record <laughs> that's it that's all i got okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, i mean i, don't know, I liked it, it i mean fun. that's a good I, review I probably huh? never listen to it again but i liked it to me this album feels like a return to that old school deathcore sound yeah. The problem with that is that deathcore hasn't progressed as a genre ever. <laughs> deathcore has been the same since 2012, 2013. I don't even know. Like the early 2000s. Like I like if it's just like how for how long can you put out the same fucking breakdown and and do those fucking guttural screams? I'm sorry. Well, okay, so it's good. I mean, the production's good. It's heavy. The screams sound brutal. There's not not even anything to say about the riffs though. There's like it's just like all open notes, like all open like palm muted open strings. It's just like how can you have a genre that's just been the same and then you take ten years of a hiatus and then you come back and probably release the same shit from ten years ago? Well, hold on, you're getting a little too uh, a little nicer, yeah. a little nicer, Joe. A little nicer. <laughs> a little nicer. All right. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. It's okay. Um, I understand your feelings on it. No, it's uh, it's a cool album. Um, definitely return to that old school deathcore sound. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty brutal, and it's got some some heavy sections. And yeah, it's a cool album. All right, revolutionize you know, the genre. We can we can go with what you said before. I I'm being a little bit of a baby. We can give like our <laughs> real honest thoughts on music i just they they are not a big artist i don't want to disparage them dr acula well made just not to my taste you just try to put like a a disclaimer at the beginning of the podcast just like the opinions of the people are not reflective of the entire podcast (laughs) you know what you know what you know what would have made this album better yeah i think uh i think if matt skiba joined the band i gotta use the restroom i'll be right back Rate us five stars on Apple and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter at Mutant Puke. And join our Patreon. We're doing our Discog Topicy series right now. Talking about Limp Bizkit. Talking about Limp Bizkit. Um, what? The, the, uh, our, our last episode. <laughs> 
our, our last episode, we talked about results may vary, which I liked more than I should have. I know you have a goddamn Limp Bizkit soundboard. I've listened to your show, Rube. Play the goddamn oh, Limp Bizkit. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm trying to be conservative with it. I don't want the people to get scared. Ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. Yes. Introducing. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> what? No way. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, introducing. All right, I'm back. Introducing Joe. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what. Uh, new bonus episodes every week for $1 plus. If you join, you'll be announced as a sponsor of a future episode, just like Claudia was for this episode, this very good episode that we've already done all of it already. All that's right. right. Bye. Oh, also, thanks, Rube, for joining us from Your Band is Garbage. Follow them. Uh, can you say your socials? Because I don't know them off. Me? The yeah. Yeah, Rube. you can You can follow the show at YBIG Podcast uh, at, on Twitter. Jesus. Uh, at Your Band is Garbage on Instagram. And uh, listen to the show probably wherever you listen to this one. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. You're all epic. So, <laughs> we should pretend like we've been doing the show already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> like, we're we already been... good friends. We yeah, understand each yeah. other's sense of humor. Yeah. The chemistry's going on. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, but also, some hints that something may be awry. <laughs> Don't play okay. it too well. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Happy Halloween. Um... All right, let's get into it.